0: Hello and welcome to the Oddschecker Betting Show. This is your Cheltenham November meeting preview. I'm your host George Ellick, and given that we've got three days of racing to get through, we thought we would just go to the main man himself. As I'm joined by Oddschecker's very own Andy Holding, as we look ahead to this big first weekend of the jump season over here in the UK. Uh, Andy, always, you know, it's always. Winters here, I think, when the November meeting comes around. Um, but it's always a, a good spectacle, at least. Um, what are we expecting for this weekend, and how are the conditions looking?
1: Uh, very favourable tomorrow, George, um, for punters and for horses. Um, no appreciable rain. Nice, dry, bright day. Probably going to be affected by low sun. Uh, I, I dare say they're going to be taking hurdles and fences out if, uh, if um, you know that the sun its ugly head. Um, if that's the right phrase. Mm. So a little bit patchy tomorrow regards, um, you know, number of fences that that, I'll be emitting. Um, Saturday, not so good. A little bit inclement, a little bit of rain coming through and then Sunday the same. So probably going to let it get a little bit softer from what it is at the moment. Soft, good to soft in places for the Paddy Power, the big one on Saturday in the Great Wood on the Sunday. But really looking forward to it. And I was actually trying to work out early on before I did this podcast how many years I've been going to this meeting and (laughs) Um, I would say it's probably getting on for 35 years. Wow, 40, even maybe even 40. I, I, my dad used to take, take me when I was a teenager, just not like 15, 16, and I'm 55 now. So yeah, you do the math. It's 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 been a long, been a long time, and so this is very much an annual pilgrimage for me to go to Channel for the Paddy Power meeting.
0: Still waiting to back that first winner, Andy. We'll we'll get there this year. I'm just joking, of course. Um, we're going to get into the the racing now, and they can't, you know, Andy. Andy, we've been doing these shows for a fair few years now, and I think this is probably the shortest amount of time between us recording and the race that we're talking about, because um, we're going to kick <laughs> off. We're going to go through Friday's racing. We're going to go through the card, but we're recording this at 4 30 on Thursday uh, afternoon, and so. Less than 24 hours until um, the 1st at Cheltenham on Friday gets underway. Uh, and that is the uh, handicap hurdle over 2 miles and 5 furlongs, the 110. i I'm going to be going through this on the OddsChecker grid. So make sure you download the OddsChecker app for the best prices. Bookie offers free bets. And Andy sits straight to the uh, app every morning of racing. But in the 1st, we've got joint favourites as it stands at the moment. White Rhino and Skytastic. White Rhino on the drift. Skytastic uh, being back to short as uh, nine to two and four to one elsewhere. Uh, They're both six to one. Gentle and kind fifteen to two. Off to a flyer nine to one. Fathom two ten to one. Pinnacle peak twelve to one. Uncle Bert twelve to one. Knockenore twelve to one. Sixteen to one. Bar those. Uh, Andy, can you give us the winner in the first at uh, Cheltenham November meeting?
1: Hopefully, yeah. Um, Interesting money for Ben Paulin's new acquisitions. Skytastic used to be with of course Sam Thomas. Very highly regarded with Sam, but rather lost his way. Um, so I think punters are hoping that Ben's worked his magic there with Skytastic. Still waiting for Ben Pauling's horses to really catch fire, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was to happen here at this meeting. Uh, obviously, one of Ben's local tracks, if not the the actual um, local, the, the closest proximity to his course, to his uh, training establishment, sorry. Um, but I do think the Irish have got a strong hand here. Uh, Gordon Elliott won this race last year. Uh, with a horse that improved to the sort of lower regions of the um, Irish sort of um, summer jumping fraternity. And he's got a horse called Fathom 2, who uh, has gone under a very, very similar path. He got beat last time out of down roll, having won there the time before. But I left that race thinking he should have won, really. It was a bit of a messy race. He made a mistake at the last. And it came a little bit of a sprint up the hill, and he just got done. So technically, he, he's, he's still a horse, that is um, he, he's very much on the improve, um, even though he didn't win. I kind of like Martin Bupper up as the moral winner. And, and it's meant that he's coming here off a very good mark. I think that Gavin Cromwell, having won the race last year um, with that sweet will, has probably had this race on mind for one of his inmates uh, of a similar fashion. And this one fits the bill this year, around about 10 to 1. I think that's a good prize for him. He's a strong star at the trip. He's knocked out a couple of good time figures that we've got. And the other one is Gentle and Kind from the Henry de Bromhead stable. Henry's also in great form, uh, actually, uh, owned by predominantly a bunch of UK um, um, mm. racegoers and punters. I, I know one of them um, who's um, who's been attached with the horses from Henry before. And, and this has very much been the plan. I can pass on that message for, for Gentle and Kind ever since it won at Tremor last time out. Um, got, a, got the job done in really good fashion. Beat a horse called Reverend. Um, Reverend Hubert who finished third, night catching third now Reverend Hubert has gone on to uh, finish third behind Butch here at the last meeting rated 135 now uh, Reverend Hubert and this horse gets in off 116 so again you're looking at that mark being protected since it won at Tremor, you could see why they were keen to sort of like get their powder dry and not want uh, to th- show their hand to, 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 to a degree so very low. So I think that we've got two very well handicapped power sources here. Fathom two and Gentle and Kind, and I'll be playing them against the field.
0: Yeah, Gentle and Kind, fifteen to two, pretty much across the board there, and a Fathom two, ten to one with Bet three six five, Bet Victor Coral. Most firms here five places, Skybet and Paddy's both six. So make sure you check your price, your place terms. Uh, On to the one forty five now. Uh, the handicap chase over two miles and uh, Calico is the nine to two favorite ahead of triple trade at five to one. Bally Breeze, the one here that's being punted at the moment, uh, five to one best price now, but a short was 130 in places. Uh, do your job, 13 to two. Guy, 12 to one. Walking Clover, 12 to one. Madara, 14, 16 to one. Bar those. Uh, a couple of firms here going four places. There are 11 runners. Oh, that's Bet365, Hills, Betfred uh, and live score Bet, Andy.
1: Yeah, triple trade for me here um, from a stable great form. Joe Tizard um, ran a perfectly respectable race on his seasonal appearance behind Dante on our own over the course of distance. I uh, happen to think that race is probably even stronger than the one he he, he tackles uh, on Friday. Um, he was at, towards the back of the field early on, but made relentless progress to the back end of the race and ended up uh, finishing in never near a second. Um, certainly suggested that he's you know he's trained on from last season of course he won his last two starts uh towards the back end at Wincanton and Kempton respectively so he's gone from being a little bit of a flat track bully to now proving that he can handle the in relation to Cheltenham um and considering that was his first run ever at the track i'd I'd imagine or like to think anyway he'd improve from, from that experience um so yeah anything each way about triple trade seems the answer to that puzzle
0: yeah, triple trade five to one best price at the moment. That's for the Betfair Sportsbook, who three places. You can get nine to two uh, with three, six, five and four places, which could be the way to play this one. Um the 220 now, uh the um Arkle trial over two miles again, JPR1. Is the favourite here at six to four? Just four runners in this one: Mighty Tom, eleven to four; uh, Petit Tonnerre, seven to two; and on public eleven to two. Andy, so just the four runners. But all four of them come here with live chances. Uh, who do you think is the the value at this stage?
1: Uh, well, if you recall, when, when we were doing um, the uh, five to follow the other day, five to up,
0: follow, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I put up JPR one mm. uh, as one of them. Um, so he's got to really win this to justify my inclusion of him in that list. He was really impressive on his chasing debut at um, Newton Abbott. That was 27 days ago. And he he beat two useful horses. I mean, his CEO had won well the time before at the same track, and he absolutely battered him. Uh, he was chased down in the end by Montvial, who was a useful horse uh, for the uh, Harry Durham setup. I think he'll be winning soon. And the time figure that this horse posted, uh, even though there was only three runners, was, was quite astonishing. Uh, they went a good gallop that day, so it was a really good test at the trip, and he came through with flying colours. The key to his performance with his jumping, George, he was absolutely foot-perfect all the way through. So you'd like to think that he will be able to handle Cheltenham. Uh, in fact, I think he'll excel at Cheltenham because obviously a horse that can jump well it is going to be um, uh, saving ground and, and saving energy, more importantly. He faces three opponents who probably, it's fair to say, are short of grade two company. I think this is quite a weak grade two. Um, I know Connection JPR1 were eyeing up that handicap on the Sunday, which he would have looked a good thing off his mark of 134, but they've decided to come here with a lot of horses defecting and going elsewhere, unexpected party runs in the in Parry, paddy par, et cetera, etc etc. So if everybody was going to win a grade two, this is it. Um, I think he's got Mighty Tom to beat. He ran really well behind a nice horse called, let's be clear about it, over in Ireland. That form has already been franked by the fourth horse winning the other day. Um, so I think Mighty Tom's a, a, a fair horse, but whether he's, Got the potential to be as good as what JPR1 is is very much open to question. I think the market's about right, even though the rating suggests Mighty Tom's the one. Uh, and I'm hopeful that he'll certainly make up into the horse. I think he will will do other fences. Um, so yeah, the potential's there. So hopefully he can get the job done.
0: Yeah, six to two with every single firm on the grids there for JPR1. Uh, Andy hoping that he can uh, justify his faith in him from that uh, horses to follow pod. We did one for UK National Hunt Racing. We did one with Johnny Ward as well uh, for Irish. So if you haven't watched Irish horses, so if you haven't watched that yet, make sure you do go and check that out. Plenty of good nuggets in there. And the cross country now, Delta work is of course the five to two favorite head of Galvin at seven to two. Back on the lash, 13 to two. Diesel Dallier, uh, 15 to two. Late night pass, nine to one. Frankie de Burle 16 to one. Foxy Jack, 16 to one. Musical Slave, sixteen to one, forty to one. Bar those, and this is where I think a few people who are on course, Andy, will go and get a pint of Guinness and, and have a bit of a watching brief. Um, where do you see, or do you see any value here for in the in tomorrow's cross country?
1: Yeah, I, I like these races. I, I actually think this, these races are becoming more and more popular as the race goes. I mean, they they go out onto the track. You you know, they they yeah, absolutely yep, sure. they absolutely mug the inside of the track and go close up in person and watch the horses yeah. on on the on the um, you know when they come round this sort. Of, in front of the stands area. Um, so, no, I think it's a great spectacle. Um, it definitely has its place in amongst the rest of the card. Uh, you know, whether you see it as a genuine betting medium, he's obviously having to personal choice. Nobody's forcing your hand to have a bet. Um, I quite like Delta work. I mean, he, you know, he, he beat Galvin in last year's cross country. And I think the key to him, arguably over Galvin, is the fact that he's already had a run. He had a run 37 days ago beyond Manila Indo. That would have blown away the cobwebs, whereas Galvin. He's having his seasonal reappearance. He might just uh, take the run. So I'd, I'd certainly prefer Delta World. I think the interesting one of the UK runners is Dan Skelton's new acquisition, late night pass, who ran a gallant race, if you recall, in the, um, mm. the Fox Hunters over the big fences towards the back end of last season. He's a quality pointer. Obviously, he's got to prove himself over the track and more predominantly over the trip. I don't think he's raced beyond Three miles before but um, he's got a good cruising speed and if he takes to it um, he could be very very interested in this in this category but um, as it stands I think Delta Work is a, is a reasonably good bet given his experience over the fences
0: Delta Work 5-2 to two with Bet365 Paddy Power Hills and the Betfair Sportsbook uh, Delta Work the favourite late night pass if you think you're willing to take a chance 9-1 uh, to one with Bet365 and 888 Sport we're rattling through Friday's racing that's because we're going to go through Saturday and Sunday as well But a look here to um, the novice hurdle now of two miles and five furlongs. And Captain Teague is the four to six favorite here uh, with the Big Doyen, six to one. Kinbara, 13 to two. sequestered, 12 to one. uh, Moon moon over Clune, 20 to one. As is Manila Missile. uh, West Side of Life, sorry, Wild Side of Life, 50 to one. 100 to one. Supreme Commander means we're eight runners as it stands. Eight runners in a four to six favorite here, Andy. You know what I'm thinking. Uh, but I saw in your um, Andy, we we you put out an article or a, a column online uh, on the Checker site this week of a few horses whose odds might tumble um, if they you mm-hmm. know, go and do what's expected. And of course, Captain Teague for the Ballymore was one of those, currently fourteen to one as it stands.
1: Yeah, uh, to be fair, George, I didn't have a great deal of choice to try and nominate horses that might run well at the festival because there's only mm. four or five that. Possibly we'll fall into that category. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a bit threadbare that column, um, but no, I mean Captain Tick, I think he's one of the sort of preeminent horses of of, of the next three days. He he sprinkles a bit of Stardust arguably on this race because other than him, it it's certainly not what you'd normally expect for Grade Two standard. It's definitely a, a below level renewal, and you know, given he was third in the Champion Bumper, he's already proven that he can jump hurdles in the in the Persian War. Um, He won in a good time. He just looks a thorough stayer and a really likeable type. His technique could do with tidying up a bit, but that will come in time. And dare I say, this looks a fairly straightforward task for him on paper. He's obviously got to go and prove himself over the hurdles around Cheltenham, but um, I don't see that being a problem. He's just a really nice horse. I think the Chalo hurdle has been talked about as a possible um, target for him after he maybe takes this. Unfortunately, that'll probably ruin his chances of winning at Cheltenham, Any horse that wins at Cheltenham is done for as regards mm, uh, yeah. the festivals. We know what happened to Hermes Allen last year after he won it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he'll win this and win this easily. I think sequestered is one to perhaps talk about without the favourite. He did well to win last time at Galway. He, he, he jumped a bit indifferently that day, but he still managed to win, despite a securitas passage through it. Um, and he's very much on the improve. Um but um, yeah, I think I actually think four to six is not a bad price for Captain Teague. I think he'll go off a good deal shorter than that.
0: Which goes off a good deal shorter possibly, but at this stage, four to six pretty much across the board for Captain Teague, and he's sadly not giving me any each way filth in that affair. Well, sequestered
1: f- is the yeah, sequestered is the alternative, but he he, he can't beat Captain Teague. He'd he need to pull or go wrong. <laughs>
0: 12 to 1 to Quest, it is uh, with, with a couple of firms, including 365 Hills and a couple of others. Uh, on to the last race on the card, the handicap hurdle over two miles. Uh, Impose Trois is the three to one favourite uh, for Nicky Henderson and Nico de Boyneville. Caithness, uh, six to one. Uh, down there for Dancing is nine to one. Brook Bay, nine to one. Uh, Belgo Prince, 10 to one. Showman, 11 to one. 12 to one. Bardos, Andy.
1: Yeah, again, two Irish horses stand out here, George. Uh, the first of is Showman from the Peter Fahey stable um, I put up a horse that beat him on my column the other day called Conyers Hill trained by Paul Nolan and I was really confident of Conyers Hill winning that day he was my nap and this horse gave me an absolute heart attack the fright of my life, because <laughs> he came out the last looking like he was maybe going to beat Conyers Hill he certainly made Conyers Hill fight all the way to the line but the pair were well clear time was good and prior to that he'd beaten a horse called Yates Star he went on to win next time out at Down, Patrick. So I think his overall form suggests that he is very much going to be a leading player if he takes to Cheltenham. The ground's fine for him. So Showman would be my number one pick. And the other one to mention as well, who's a slightly bigger price, a little bit under the radar, is um, Sequoia Spirit from the Ray Hackett stable. He's yet to win over hurdles, but he did run really well at style when we last saw him in a race that was run at True Gallup, won by Gold Speed. Um, the form of that race has worked out well. The third horse, Buddy, won. Um, he went to Galway the other day and won for the Paul Gilligan stable. And given that Sequoia Spirit was the only one to go around the inside of the track that day on the swamp and finish the close-up fifth, I think that was an upgradable run. So a game or two against the field, <clears throat> similar to the, uh, the first race, George's two Irish trained horses, Showman and Sequoia Spirit.
0: Yeah, great stuff. Sequoia Spirit twenty to one uh, with 365 and Hills We're both five places. Uh, Eleven to one is Standout uh, with Bet365 for Showman, a short as seven to one in a couple of places. If you want the six places, just one firm at the moment going six places that is Skybet, and um, they're fifteen to two about Showman and they're eighteen to one about Sequoia Spirit. So plenty of big opinions, plenty of selections there for Andy and Friday's racing. Um, obviously we know that a lot of you will be probably listening or watching listening to this or watching this uh, after some of those have already gone so if you, if you have had scrub scrub across and you found us on Saturday this is where it starts with the 1235 the opening race on the card is the triumph trial um over just an extended two miles where milantino is the six to four favorite head of bird at road at five to two <coughs> and and facer is seven to one gifted angel eight to one 14 to one bar those 11 run at this stage andy and um, these prices are kind of fairly new after final decks earlier on today um, but most firms now out uh, how do, this is you know uh, in your wheelhouse i guess with, with a couple of these having just one or two runs
1: yeah Bird ride sets a really good standard over here he clocked a good time when he won at huntingdon and this was the nominated race for him out thereafter but unfortunately for him and connections he runs against his milantino now um i have been doing a little bit of work um just for myself really for my own personal benefit um with a few of those good quality or tour races to get a handle mm-hmm. on how good some of them some of them potentially are when they come over here there's i think there's been a few names that have been mentioned that might come over for your kemptons and, and your cheltenham's along the way now Milantino ran in a very good race uh, last time out when he finished 30 he finished third behind all school Gigme. now Gigme is the best up to now Juvenile that we've seen over in France. Uh, Gigme went on to win at listed level again the other day, and, and I thought Malantino ran a, a really nice race behind him. Now, doing the sort of circuit times which I do and compare them with other races on that car, that Gigme come out really well in a in comparison beyond a horse called Thelmez, uh, who is, I think, around about a 16-1 shot to win the Stairs Hurdle. I think Thelmez um, is supposedly the best three-mile stayer in in france they, they reckon he's better than gold trip and uh, not gold trip um gold is it gold well the horse that ran in last year's stairs um having won oh. what won, won 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 the well i think he won the rail kill didn't he at um at the um this year's days um yeah he, he finished i'm sure he finished just outside the frame in the stairs that french gold, horse gold tweet gold tweet sorry that's the one gold tweet yeah um I needed three attempts to get get his name right. <laughs> um but yeah, that Thelmes is supposed to be better than that. Now this juvenile race was exactly the same circuit time as Thelmes. So if you if you take into consideration he ran against the best French juvenile, and he was compared to a, a really good two and a half mile grade one older horse, he's obviously a fair tool. So I could see why he's favorite. Um so yeah, Melantino. Very, very strong uh, representation there from the French contingent. Interesting. That
0: Jigme, who beat Milantino, and as you say, won again four days ago, has been sent to stud. So that's Yeah, there. amazing. That Jigme. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he's a quality horse at Jigme. So, um, yeah, well... They've got decided to, to cash in. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Um, Milantino, six to four then. Um be interesting to see how Milantino gets on. Not often, I guess, you'd have a French maiden looking you know heading up a market like this but but that's where we are now um but you'd, you'd kind of hope wouldn't you i mean i guess with the green and gold you're not going to get it you'd hope the ones like that might go under the radar and you get a price but here they are sitting at you know you think maybe a few years ago um some decent former otoy you, you may have snuck in but uh but not the case now um bird at road yeah five to two um setting flying the flag i guess for for the brits um so no no selection would you say the price is there Andy, at
1: this stage I think Malantino, yeah, I think he'll win, yeah. I think he's a good okay. horse. Yeah, six, I mean, six yeah, it, I mean, Burnett Rhodes, he is a decent animal, but he's whether whether he's he's quite sort of like a two two mile, a, a, yeah. a stiff two mile horse on on what's likely to be soft ground. I'd have my doubts. So I think I think he wants better ground, and that might just fetch him out, catch him out against a really strong French horse.
0: Uh, on to the amateur jockeys race, um, the second race on the card, the the 110. Uh, Reed to return is seven to one favourite. Uh, Mole Court strictly a dancer. Brampton Bell all eight to one. Um, Haskur Clement is ten to one. Twelve to one. Uh, Grandad's Cottage Man of the People, uh, Sean Bard. Uh, T Clipper, Latitude. As you'd expect, Andy, very very open in terms of the betting here. Uh, most farmers playing paying five places. Uh, can you get a steer on it for us?
1: Yeah, I like to return. Um, I think this is almost classic Tony Martin. He hasn't really brought one over and landed a touch over here for a little while. Um, but I think this one could go off any price, really. I mean, he bolted it when he won last time at Killarney. he won with any amount in hand. I think Philip Enright did really well to mask how much he got underneath the bonnet. Um, he runs it off a £15 IMR, but um, I'm not necessarily sure that tells the true story. Anyway, I think, I think he might be capable of more. He loved the ground. He he seems to thrive over over a you know a strongly run race, and he could be very very sneaky in here uh, with the with um, the Irish conditional taking seven off. So without sort of like waxing lyrical over too many in that race, I'll just cut to the chase with Raging Burn. I think he's um, potentially very well treated.
0: Read to return seven to one with three six five Skybet and Betfred Skybet Skybet's also paying an extra place there well two extra places really going a f- a fifth to six, so that's the, your place to go if you want to follow in Andy with Read to return at uh, the one forty five. Um, we've got the novice chase over three miles. Mister Coffee is the eleven to four favourite. Ahead of we've all been caught at seven or two. Good risk at all, being smashed up uh, seven or two now, but. That is going to be gone by the time this goes out. Kind of nine to four, five to two. So probably will be favourite by the time this goes out. Uh, Broadway Boy five to one. Ala Philippe thirteen to two. One hundred fifty to one for Cloudy Flamingo. Um, can you see why we're seeing the the big punt on Good Risk at all for the Sam Thomas team?
1: Yeah, I, I've backed him at seven to two. Um, actually, we're one of those firms that are still going seven to two. Um, mm. Whether that's still there, I don't know. But oh, he's just totally out of whack. I, he should be favouring. I think he will be end up being favourite. I mean, he's the best horse in the race, isn't he? On, on hurdles, ratings. I mean, he's he's a good bit better than Mr. Coffee. He's a good bit better than Broadway Boy. If this is a hurdle race, he'd be even money. And we already know he jumps the fence. You know, we beat Philippe, who reposes by 16 lengths. I mean, I, I, you know, we lost Giovinco, Giovinco, didn't we, at the third last, but he was going just as well as Giovinco before he capsized. Mm. Probably would have been a good race between the two. Um, he goes well around Cheltenham. He's, You know, he's he's got everything you look for, really. He's track form. Over hurdles, good quality horse, has strong a strong traveller, handles soft ground, just a likable type. Um, yeah, he, he he should he should be. I, I I'd have him in at seven or four, not seven or two. Interesting
0: stuff. Yeah, that seven of uh, seven or two currently is with uh, Bet MGM and Bet UK. And uh, the next best we're going to get after that is three to one with eight eight, eight eight eight, and then it's all five to two, nine to four, which I have a feeling might be the best available by the time this goes yeah. out, given the way the market is moving. Um, big race on the card, the Paddy Power Gold Cup, uh, over two and a half miles. Stage star is the favourite here at five to one, ahead of the real Wacker Cheltenham Festival hero from last year at seven to one. Unexpected party, seven to one. Not long till May, seven to one. El Rodoto, 17 to two. Fugitive, uh, 10 to one. Easy as that. An angel's breath, both 12 to one, 14 to one bar. And the top quality renewal, it looks like on paper at least. Um, How do you see this?
1: Absolutely, George. Yeah, really quality, classy renewal of, of the Paddy Power. Um, a race steeped in history. Um, you know, I remember the sort of golden days of Lady Cricket and Tipping Tim. You know, back in the nineties and eighties and stuff like that. Um, so it's a race dear to my heart. I always love to try and back the winner of this. And I think yeah. in the shadow, not long till now, I don't think I'll be far away. Whether whether he's good enough to win, I don't know. But he, he should be there, or thereabouts. He was a good second stage star in in the. Um, in the turners at the festival. So he handles a track and he proved that ability to handle Pressbury when he was second the other day beyond that dancing on my own. The fact that Laura Mongham gave him a run, give him a run over two miles to blow away to cobwebs, I think they'll stand him in good stead. You know, he hit the line really strong the other day, over an adequate trip. He won't mind the ground, he seems progressive. So yeah, it, it, it looks fairly uncomplicated with, with him. I think seven to one each way, five places. Unless he does something disastrous, you'd like to think you'll get your money back at the very least. Uh, so, yeah, not long till May. Quite a, quite a strong choice there in the Paddy Power this year.
0: Not long till May. 7-1 to one with pretty much all firms and a few of them going five places, as you say. Uh, Bet365, Paddy Power and Hills, all 7-1 to one five places. Skybet five places as well, but they are 13-2. to two. Uh, Three more races on the card on Saturday. Um, we've got the handicap hurdle now uh, over three miles. Buddy One. Is the six to one favorite head of judicial law at 13 to two? Place net seven to one, Shan Blue eight to one. Uh, Mokka Davasi, the one being backed here, currently nine to one, but as short as 13 to two. Shantry uh, House also nine to one. Uh, double figure prices, the rest of them. Uh, and we've got 15 entered here. Obviously, as we know, given this is Saturday and that the forecast is a bit more unsettled into Saturday, these fields might cut up a fair bit. Um, who do you see as being the value at this stage?
1: Yeah, I think I'll just rattle through these last three races, George, if you don't mind. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I have got a strong opinion on any of them, if I'm being honest. I might actually have an early bath <laughs> with regards to getting away from Charlton because I'm coming home on, on Saturday. I, I'd probably stick around for the, the 255 because um, I think Buddy Wanna go well here. Um, he was really good last time out at Galway. Um, he's just a very consistent type, as you can see by his form figures. He ran well um, behind Iroco uh, in the um, Martin Pipe conditional jockeys race uh, and the fact that um jack gilligan rides him as well has got to be a feather in his cap because jack gets on really well with his horse. he takes the seven off so he, he eases his burden he, he's just guaranteed to run his race there uh, Buddy he won each way in the 255 i definitely won't be stopping around for the last three two races but resplendent <laughs> gray i think has got the best form in the um 330 second to captain teague the other day in a great best race. i mean he's you yeah, I mean, He's rated 127, but this looks absolute rubbish. This race, I mean, what this is doing on this card, I do not know. I mean, there's already a decent horse in it, mm. with the greatest respect to a lot of them, um, and yet he, he represents Grade Two form, so I think he'll be a good deal shorter than 130. And I, I haven't got any opinion in the Mares Bumper, so um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be half the way home by the time they run that.
0: Lucky you. Um, hopefully, yeah, not too not too wet, uh, given the forecast. Well, then I we'll know. skip on we'll skip on um to the uh, three races that we're going to cover on the Sunday not all of them price top yeah. obviously we're just going to do uh, a couple of them now and we're going to kick off um with the juicin first up uh, and then we'll go into the Schlur and the uh, Great, Greatwood after that uh, and we've got uh Getapan is the 92 to favorite with City Chief 5 to 1 your own story 7 to 1 Flash colon is 8 to 1 with Gallia Delito Uh, And Cloudy Glenn is uh, the one who's a blue, see a blue and odds checker, 10 to 1 currently, but but a short 7 to 1 elsewhere. Um, 12 to 1 by those, as we say, you know, conditions are set to change and we, um, you know, wouldn't be a massive surprise to see these cut up. Remember also that given, um, you know, these are before final decks, if you do back a horse here and they come out at this stage, uh, it would be a loser rather than a non-runner. Andy, do you see any value at this stage in the Juice and Handicap?
1: Yeah, well, whatever you do down about Galio, Daletto, or um, Found On, they run today. So you've got two horses there quoted in the betting, which definitely won't run. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, one well, down the bottom strikes me as being a good value here, around about 14 to 1. First, Lord de Coué, a model of consistency last season. He ran in most of the good, st- strong staying races um, scattered around the country. He was fourth um, in that really war of attrition at what it became at AWI and Quick Wave. Um, He's probably found the ground, or he, no, I think he's probably over the top, by the time he ran at um, uh, Weatherby be behind Famous Bridge, but I do think Famous Bridge is a decent horse, Nicky Richards is uh, but uh, every time that he, he you know, he, he ran, he ran up to a good level, second to Mon Big Genius, which reads well in the context of this race mm. um, you know, he, he likes an undulating track he's run well at Chepstow. and and David Pike won this race, I think three years ago with a, with a similar type um, de detay, so I always have a look at a David Pipe horse staying chaser in these kind of races and he fits the bill. So first Lord de Coué goes well fresh. Hopefully he'll give you a good run for your money there.
0: 12 to 1 there pretty much across the board. A couple of firms at the moment going four places as well. So first Lord de Coué. And as Andy says, if you take that 12 to 1, given a couple of likely to come out, you could um, make yourself uh yeah i mean it, just by the, the nature of the race cutting up you might get a bit of value uh john bonn um returns to cheltenham and is the favorite for the schlar chase at four to seven edward stone 11 to four nuba negra 13 to two bambridge eight to one editor de jete 14 to one uh, 25 to one dancing on my own so even at this stage just six in there andy um do we reckon they'll all turn up um
1: Probably, yeah. I don't see any reason why they won't um, Banbridge is the only possible that might not, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what the riding plans, jockey plans are there um, but if he comes over Banbridge, he's, he's a dangerous opponent because he won well here early on in the season uh, last season, sorry, so he goes well fresh and um, I think two miles is probably his trip even though they, they tried him over two and a half but it's mm-hmm. all about John Bon he, he was just brilliant last season he only got beat the once um I actually really love John Bond. I, I kind of like wasn't necessarily in the fan club until midway through last season when some of the times he was doing he was doing were quite spectacular. Um, you know, he, he was lucky to run up against Al Fabiolo in the arc. I think Al Ab- Fabiolo will win this year's champion chase. And it all depends what they're thinking with John Bond. Whether they decide to go against Al Fabiolo again or maybe up him in trip, they could run it easily run him over two and a half and step mm. him up to the Ryanair. Um, he looks as though he might get two and a half. But for now, I think two miles is ideal. And, and we know Cheltenham, he, you know, he, 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 you know this, this track suits him. He's run well there before. So he's very much a new kid on the block, along with Al Fabiola in this division. Uh, and I think one to two is about right. You
0: can get a bit, bit of four to seven
1: if, if you want. Seven, yeah. Maybe, if, maybe a, if, if you're quick enough, a, a jump on captain Teague double. I was, I was just about to say that. I think if you can get four to six for Captain Teague, four to seven... John Bond, that's the professional buying money double of the weekend. <laughs> Please
0: gamble responsibly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, John Bond, uh, yeah, can't see past for Andy. No. Uh, and finally, finally, the Greatwood on Sunday, the last race we're going to cover in this incredibly efficient, I'm going to say, Cheltenham November meeting preview. Um, we are looking at the Greatwood hurdle, where only a matter of time is the four to one favourite, seven to one Iberico Lord, uh, Namibian Lion, fifteen to two, of Sud is. Eight to one, Knickerbocker glory, ten to one, as his look away, uh, eleven to Jim Coco, Lucia, twelve to one, 14 to one, Bardo, Andy, give us a winner in the greatwood, please.
1: Well, if it's really soft ground, I think that might just count against a favorite um, only matter of time. He definitely wants good ground according to connections, and even though he's been well found in the market, I don't think they're as confident as u k punters seem to have made him. He's one of those wants a bogus gamble, but Um, and we spoken to those closely associated with the horse. I I, I, I don't think there's a groundswell of um, confidence behind him like there is over here. Um, So, yeah, I I wouldn't be necessarily dipping my bread with him. The two that I quite like uh, are Luda Sud, trained by Dan Skelton, and Punctuation by Ferdale O'Brien. Anything that Dan Skelton runs in these two more handicaps at Cheltenham, um, whether it be this meeting or... In particular, the, the the festival itself, you've got to be um, taking notice of Langer Dan, of course, won last year. I mean, the fact that he managed to win at thirty three to one suggests that anything that um, he runs um, has got a, has got a chance. And you know, he's got, he's he's, got, he's, got, he's had a brilliant record in the um, the county hurdle over, over the years. I think he's won it two two or three times. So, Load, load of, sort of very lightly raced type. The last time we saw him, he, he was finishing third in a very hot race. Kelso beyond Benson um, and he's he's been targeted at this race in particular obviously owned by um, um, John uh, John Hales um, and John Hales always, always likes a winner at this meeting so he's definitely a, a, a candidate and the other one, punctuation he comes here off the back of a win at York last time on the flat so he's fitting well and he also has got very good form at Cheltenham he was fourth here um, at the April meeting um, last season uh, perhaps when he you know, that that he'd he'd had enough he'd had enough of hard races at the time. But the softer the ground for better better for punctuation. So those would be my two against the field. Round about eight to one, uh, Lola Sud. And I think we get fourteen to one, can't we, for punctuation?
0: Yeah exactly you've taken the words out of my mouth 8 to 1 and 14 to 1 about the two of them 8 to 1 with uh, 365 and 888 14 to 1 pretty much across the board thank you very much to andy who spent the whole afternoon on the radio he's taken the time out of his busy schedule to talk us through every single well every race pretty much, race, Saturday pretty much man,
1: most of them anyway
0: yeah yeah exactly have a brilliant time at Prestbury park andy look forward to well, speaking do, to you again next week it. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for taking the time to either watch or listen to this. Subscribe to the OddsChecker YouTube channel where you can find plenty more of these OddsChecker betting shows and racing weekly every week as well. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for those as they come up. Uh, make sure you download the OddsChecker app for the best prices, bookie offers, office free bets and plenty more, including Andy's tips straight to the app every single morning of racing. Have an excellent weekend. Enjoy the racing
1: and please do ensure that you gamble responsibly.